So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Hey, welcome back to DTF, everyone. Happy Mardi Gras, y'all. It's Fat Tuesday, living it up. I got the beads, doing my thing. Um, I do. Uh, Thankfully, my co-host Jake is back after his vacation. I know we were talking about this right before we got on the show here, but oh, it was painful doing a solo show by myself last week. I never want to do it again. I missed you so much. (laughs) <laughs> they're the worst <laughs> things to do in the world mad respect to anybody who does a solo show in absolutely because they're very difficult i've never liked it when i've had to do it so we should just neither of us ever go on vacation ever again Dustin. i think that's the way fair enough fair enough i like that so yeah folks we're back we've got a great show for you this evening uh we are talking best and worst trades that we personally made this last season dating all the way back to January of last year, start of the official non-point scoring season, TM uh, Dynasty Outhouse, um, all the way through the end end of this fantasy season. So it'll be a lot of fun talking some trades. Did we win? Did we lose? Remains to be seen. We don't know. And then, and then, the I think is what is going to be the most fun part of the episode is we are having our 90s alternative bands draft this evening. Can't wait. So excited for it. I think there's going to be a lot of good conversation, probably a lot of sniping going on, since that is both a genre that we truly do love. Uh, So it's it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. I'm pretty psyched. I'm pretty psyched, Dustin. But I'm less psyched for this part, because you called it during your solo show last week. uh, You did call out that I lost the previous week's last and final beer bet of the season. Yes, the the Super Bowl Bowl bets. Wrapped us up. We went Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes. We just went quarterback a la quarterback. And holy crap, did you decimate me in this last beer bet? You want to do the another quick rundown in case anybody missed last week? Sure. Hurts had 41.16 points and Mahomes had 23.68. I mean, Mahomes just didn't throw the ball a ton. You know, it really came down to the yards was a big chunk of that. Uh, Hertz had one more touchdown than Mahomes because he had that one rushing touchdown, the three passing, where Mahomes only had the three passing ones. Uh, they both had terrible games, obviously. but um, Super boring Super Bowl. Maybe yeah. the most boring we've ever seen. Not at all. And I was terrified this bet was going to go askew once Patrick Mahomes got injured mm-hmm. uh, early before the, the second half. And then yep. he came back and, uh, you know, Toradol is a hell of a drug whatever you know allegedly uh <laughs> allegedly. I, I think it was very interesting ultimately you just crushed me i don't know it is what it mm-hmm. is man jalen hurts mad respect i do love jalen hurts anyways so part of me mm-hmm. was still happy to see that even though the eagles lost but dustin has to be said you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius oh, cheers to you thank you thank you thank you thank you it feels uh, good to win that last one for the season. Just knowing, like, I get the write off on that victory until the fall. It's going to be great. I'll be back. 
I'll be back. And we have to pay off our season-long beer bets at some point during this non-point scoring season. We so do. We'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. I haven't looked yet. Well, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yes. That was, we, by we the will... way, in honor in honor of Cancun coming back. I, I had some uh, uh, mezcal. I had a lot of mezcal out there. That's because you know I'm not a tequila guy, but that's mm-hmm. tequila adjacent. They don't drink a lot of mezcal, apparently, out there. I, I felt like the only person in the world ordering it. While Probably. Because let's see, most Americans, at least I would say in the Midwest here, mezcal, people just don't know what that is. Uh, you know, it's tequila or nothing. That's fair. That is fair. I like to think maybe you have a more evolved palate with, with the mezcal. I think it might be the opposite way. I think my gutter palate <laughs> kicks in quite frequently, but it's not kicking in tonight. At least I don't think so, because the beer I'm drinking, by the way, it's from Saturday Beer Brewing. Very straight up forward, almost like 70s style um, mm-hmm. beer labels, which I really like. Oh, I love I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Unfiltered Pilsner. I think I've had it on the show before, but it's just a smooth, direct beer. I love it. What are you drinking? Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a homebrew this evening. I'm drinking my uh, Imperial Stout coming in at like 9.8%, I believe. It's good. Uh, I was telling my wife uh, this weekend when we were having a couple... I think I left the coffee beans on a little bit too long. It's got a little bit of a astringency to it. A bitter. And that coffee, it's got like a bitter kind of coffee after flavor that I don't care for. But still a delicious beer. Don't get me wrong. Just probably not my number one batch of it I've made. Probably like yeah, number you've two. Made like, you've made what, like 10 batches of this thing at this point? I- iterations of this beer, would you say? Uh, I think close? this is probably like the fourth, probably like the fourth iteration. Yeah, well, I've only been doing it for a few years, more. this this Imperial version. I know it's so good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's we don't have a, a drunk trade this week. Um, Come on, so folks. We're not going to hit the, the drop. We are going to hit the button, though, asking for drunk trade. Actually, oh, going no, forward. oh, wait, wait. <gasps> no, no, there is a drunk trade. What? Oh, oh, oh we, uh, what? The, we were t- or the the show. We were tagged on Twitter on our um, account, and I got to switch to to the DTFF page. And I said, "Oh, we'll we'll share it on this week's show." What a lovely surprise! So let me uh, pull the trade. Yes. Oh, is this from the dude? Yes. All right, we've got we've got the dude trade up. I right. do see this now. That's wonderful. All right, so let me see if I can't share my screen here. Bet you can. Uh, I believe in you. Oh, hey, this is this is this is great fucking podcasting right now. <laughs> it feels like you're doing a solo show again. I bet. There we go. Hey. All right. So, yeah, this comes from the dude on Twitter. So, uh, this is the drunk trade. It said, Here's my roster after the season. I gave pick 108, Javante Williams and Drake London for Ken Walker. In season, I made two drunk trades in one night. Pick 205 for Brian Robinson. Oh, 205 and Brian Robinson. 
for Miles Sanders. And then next I gave Dalton Schultz, Rogers Pittman Jr. for Kelsey. And then we've got a snapshot of his roster here. So, wow. So we've got a th- we've got a three bagger. We, we've yes. got thrice times. So let, let's let's do the in season ones first here. All right. So we've got the 205 and Brian Robinson for Miles Sanders. How do you feel about that one? I like that a lot, actually. And in season, I think before the season, I would have felt ambivalent about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, Miles Sanders was not somebody who is high up on my radar. He kind of fell into the running back dead zone for me a little bit this year in drafts. But he had a lot of efficiency. He certainly had a good enough volume chunk. I think you win that trade. You know, Brian Robinson, all mm-hmm. the respect in the world for coming back uh, at all this year. Uh, I think 99% of people would not be able to come back uh, after being shot and, and play at all. Um, but I would say value-wise, you know, the 205, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, I'd like to keep a, a high-ish pick like that, but you're not giving away the world. Exactly. So question now, with the enemy going to the commanders as their OC, does this change your thoughts with, with Robinson at all? Do you think he's going to get more work, or is it just kind of one of those wait and see? Because they still have... Um, still have Antonio Gibson there. Thank you. I was totally drawing a blank there. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And even J.D. McKissick, to some extent, just never seems to fully go away. And maybe that'll change. Maybe the enemy will commit to more of a, a strong back system. But he didn't do that, certainly, with the... Chiefs, I mean, they used all of their running backs all over right. the place at all times. Uh, so I don't know. I could see Antonio Gibson being the Jarek McKinnon type of guy, hypothetically. And maybe Brian Robinson falls into that Isaiah Pacheco role and he has some utility. But I still like the Sanders side here. All right. I, I do, too. I Just for the record, I do. OK, so the next in-season trade was giving up Dalton Schultz, Rodgers, and Pittman Jr. for Kelsey. And I'm going to make the assumption this is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what other Rodgers it would be. There's none that that come to mind. Uh, definitely not Richard Rodgers. <laughs> I hope it is Richard Rodgers. I hope he dangled him as a tasty trade bait. Uh, yeah, I bet it is Aaron Rodgers. I'm assuming this is also one QB because his roster mm-hmm. just has Jalen Hurts at this point. Which right. Is all you need, obviously. Boy, well, we should talk about Travis Kelsey once more on this podcast and how (laughs) wrong we were for him. But Dalton Schultz, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Dalton Schultz, truly, Dustin, because we hinted at it in the tight end show. He could be a kind of a couple-year wonder, and he just kind of fades away next year, honestly. It's Mm -hmm. not like he's an elite asset. He's not a top three guy. He's in that weird next tier that I don't really know. Pittman Jr., I do like. I like Michael Pittman, but he's like the DJ Moore, which is still a good, solid player. But it doesn't feel like he's ever going to be a top 10 guy, and that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. But he's going to be like a consistent, solid guy. But it's Travis Kelsey. I don't know if this is a tight end premium or not, so that could maybe make a difference. But even assuming it's not, I think Travis Kelsey is still the play here. What do you Mm -hmm. think? I, I agree, especially when you're looking at his roster. Like he he made these moves to be a win now. He's got Jalen Hurts. Look at his running backs. He's got Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders, AJ Dillon. Great, solid running. He's got Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Ayuk. He's got Kelsey now. And it's 
looks like it's an IDP league, and yeah. I don't know anything about IDP players, so I can't really yeah. talk to that. But as far as for the offensive pieces, like those those were moves to help push them towards contending in winning a championship. So I like those moves for that aspect. Because if, if you feel like you're just that like one piece away, Kelsey, like that that's a yeah. move to win now, and I love it. And Rodgers, let's be honest, you're only going to start him on a bye week, you know, when you have Hurts. So why do you need him? Um, yeah, Schultz, I agree with you. He's just kind of a whatever. Pittman kind of hurts a little bit, but when you look at the rest of his wide receivers, yeah, he's still got a very strong wide receiver core. So I, I like that move also. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, now you might even be able to go trade for Pittman back uh, at a tiny bit of a discount because of the underperformance from that team in general. I don't know, possibly. The so, the after season, which I yes. guess was right, I'm assuming after this fantasy season, not after last. Is that correct? Right, correct. Yeah, giving up the 108, Javante Williams and Drake London for Ken Walker. I understand That's the move again. It, I understand the move if you're going for the win now because Javante Williams... He's not going to come back, most likely, at full strength this season. The 108, it's a later first-round pick. Okay, you're not getting one of the top one or two players at each position, so I could understand that. Drake London, uh, he was a high pick last year. You probably took him at the, what, 104 maybe at the latest? He was he was one of the yeah. first wide receivers off the board. So, was, yeah. like I said, wide 104 at the very latest, if he dropped a bit, that's a lot to give up for, for Kenneth Walker. So it's a lot. I like Walker too. I do. Mm -hmm. It's not Absolutely. that I have any dislike of him and get your guy and all that. He's not necessarily my guy in that respect. I think he's a very good mm -hmm. running back and he will be a very good uh, running back for fantasy. Seattle also has this tendency of just like, you know, they'll shove a guy out of the way and inject Rashad. Penny back into the mix at a moment's <laughs> notice. And then uh, Kenneth Walker makes it difficult there. Drake London, I'm just very high on. This feels a bit like an overreaction mm -hmm. to a down season based on their quarterback play in Atlanta. And I think it's only going to go up for Drake London. So that's kind of the biggest bummer for me in this. But yeah, Javante Williams. I mean, you could stash him. I think he could have afforded to maybe with Jonathan Taylor and Miles Sanders. And even a guy like A.J. Dillon or mm -hmm. Rashad White that he has there, it's like maybe you could have just held out a little bit. You know, yep. it didn't feel like it was necessary. But that's what a drunk trade isn't. Uh, that's it's right. It's necessary, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I could understand giving up the 108 and Javante or maybe the 108 and Drake London. You know, two of the three pieces, I, I mean, it's still an overpay in my opinion. But I could understand that a little bit better or wouldn't be quite as as brutal of a, a trade, but I think he kind of lost out on this one. But again, get your guy uh, if you if you think you're in that championship window, go go for it. Because it because if this if this pays off, Walker has a great season. You win the ship this year. Who knows? Maybe you win the ship two years in a row with this roster. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then then yeah, it worked out perfectly. Like it doesn't matter at that point. Let me just say overall, the dude. I think you won these trades as a batch. If we're going to batch them all mm -hmm. together, I think you did a fantastic job for drunk trading. Uh, I think it's what a lot of people could aspire to at that level. So mm -hmm. that was good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad I remembered we had that one. I totally forgot when I was throwing the show sheet together that 
that that came up. So Mardi yeah. Mardi Gras present. That was that I was know. wonderful. It's a Mardi Gras miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to move on here to the main event. Then um, Jake, best and worst trades of the year. And I know we we're talking a little bit before the show started here. I didn't have that many trades. I know I offered a lot of trades that got rejected and I rejected a lot of trades that were offered to me. So uh, not, not so many that I did though. And let's be honest, I'm only in a handful of leagues. It's not like I'm in 20 leagues or something where I make trades all the time. So I'm a little bit more thoughtful when it comes to trades, instead of just pulling the trigger and be like, ah, screw it. I've got plenty of other leagues that I'm competitive in. Like I have a very small, small number of leagues here. So that's what, I'm just, I guess, making excuses for my lack of trades. Hey, next time we can do a best and worst trade offers segment. And then it doesn't even have to be a completed trade. It can just be, oh. you know, sent or received. What's the worst thing that you've sent and or received? And what's the worst uh, that you've gotten? But hey, I don't send look, bad trade I, offers. I don't think we need for the to. Record. <laughs> you shut up. You shut up. You absolutely. I know I do. Uh, I know I do. Not as bad as mine. <laughs> not as bad as mine, perhaps, but pretty bad sometimes. I think we all do. I think oh, we all sure. do. You know, it happens. But uh, I'm excited to talk through some of these. It's a good reflection. It's mm -hmm. also good to, like, see, just figure out what you fucked up, you know, to some extent. And, and what yeah. you did well and why you should do that again going forward. So mm -hmm. it's a nice bit. Mm -hmm. So, Jake, why don't you start us off this evening here? I would love to. I'm going to talk about what I think is one of my best trades. Let's call it a better trade, at least. I, in a 10-team Superflex tight end premium league, I gave away Brandon Cooks, who I love, by the way. Yeah. But one of, one, one of our favorite players on the show. Let me preface this by saying Brandon Cooks never, ever changes value. I can go get Brandon Cooks for whatever I traded him away from mm -hmm. at any point from the time that he started his career to the time that he ends his career. So I feel okay about it. I gave away Brandon Cooks and then just throw in Noah Brown, temporary fill-in guy for the Dallas Cowboys. Deion yeah. Jackson, temporary fill-in guy for Jonathan Taylor that like one game that yeah. he got hurt. And I got in return A.J. Dillon. Uh, it should be noted that Aaron Jones obviously re-signed with the <laughs> Packers, so puts a different skew on this. And then Kenyon Drake, eh, no, I don't care. And Daniel Bellinger. I'm excited for Daniel Bellinger in this tight end premium format. Uh, I needed somebody who had some high upside and potential hype coming with them. And I still like A.J. Dillon here. I still think that A.J. Dillon has to, and I'm expecting Aaron Rodgers to be gone, Jordan Love to take over. I think A.J. Dillon has mm -hmm. to be leaned on more. Mm -hmm. So... I still like this. It's not the best, but let's call it an honorary mention for a better trade. No, I think that is a really good trade. I think you definitely made out there. You got younger, which is always important. Brandon Cooks isn't young by any stretch of the imagination. No. Yeah, Noah Brown, Deion Jackson, just throw away pieces. Doesn't matter. Same as Kenyon Drake. Like He had his usable weeks when you know the Ravens were running back needy this last season. So he was actually playable for a handful of weeks. But yeah, A.J. Dillon, love him. I think that's good value. I mean, you could have traded Cooks for Dillon straight up, and the deal would have been, I would have liked the deal for you. 
think it would have been okay. And I am rebuilding in that lead, mm-hmm. by the way. That probably got buried as a lead. But yeah, I desperately needed to get younger as well. Yeah, and and uh, Bellinger, I like him as well. I uh, think he flashed this season. Even with the injury, that weird freak broken eye socket thing he had going on, came back yeah. and played. Like He still showed out and there in desperate need for receiving options there in New York. So I think he's only going to be more and more involved as he becomes more comfortable with that offense. So I, I like this trade for you. Yes, I got the approval. All right, Dustin, which one do you <laughs> want to talk about first? Well, I'm just going to go straight down my list here since I don't have that many. So uh, in this league, I just left. Um, I know. I Do they know? know? Oh, yeah. Tell them? <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 I told them right after the season was done. Like, hey, I'm not, not uh, coming back. But I gave up Mike Williams in the 110, and I got J.K. Dobbins back. So the running backs I had going into last season – were Austin Eckler and Zeke. And it was a start to RB league, which was part of the reason why I made this move. Figuring Dylan, Dylan Dobbins is coming back from the injury. He should see a lot of time. Obviously didn't see the kind of lingering injury issues he had. Um, but that, that was kind of the reasoning. Williams, I picked up the season before, um, before the season started, wrote him for that five weeks. He had a great season. So, I really like the value. Um, this is not like a tight end premium super flex. It's just a one quarterback league. Um, just fun fact, the 110 for the 2022 draft ended up being Christian Watson. So I don't know if that changes the equation there, if that would have really mattered. But that's what the pick ended up being in the 2022 draft. And I'm I'm struggling to remember if that was typical for where he was drafted in rookie drafts, if that was high he, for where he was drafted. I'm not he sure. was at the end of the first round, anywhere in that probably like 109 to 112. I don't think he was getting out of the first round too often, but I, I think that was probably about where he was going, most likely. Yeah, I feel like J.K. Dobbins is one of those guys where... Um, now is the time or recently was the time I should say in a couple of months it just doesn't feel like you're going to be able to get him for much uh or get much for him or you'll have to overpay for him potentially because mm-hmm. he is one of those guys coming off injury like it was hard and he looked really good to end the season too those last few yeah. weeks when he came back like he yeah. looked looked much much better so I was probably just a year early on him but I still think I, I like the value on it personally I like it. Mike Williams, my apologies to you, but I'm almost always going to favor trading Mike Williams away at this point than I will enjoy having him on my roster. Fun fact, this was the second time I had acquired Mike Williams and the second time I had traded him away on this roster. So, God, I love it. <laughs> God, I love it. Let me, I hope that you'll love this one as much as I do, Dustin. This is the same league. This is that 10 team league. This is the rebuilding league. I gave away kind of a murderer's row, it felt like at the time. This was right at the beginning of the season. I'm talking like two, three games into the season. I gave away Joe Mixon, Darren Waller, Jarvis Landry, and a fourth rounder. And I got two first round picks, one of which is very early, one of which ends up being a mid round first, and then two second round picks, Nicole Hardman and Cameron Braid. 
and then what eventually turned into another third round pick in Josh Reynolds. I didn't put that in here, but that <laughs> ended up happening as part of a different trade. Um, I, I just, I can't do anything with Darren Waller at this point. And it's kind of that thing of he's in a nebulous spot. If I didn't get out from underneath of him now, it felt like somebody who was going to die on my roster in the bad way. Yeah, I I think this is fair value for all the pieces. Because how I look at this is basically a first and a second for Mixon, a first and a second for Waller, and then Landry and a fourth for Hardman and Brait. That's fine. It's like whatever. Those are kind of the throw-in pieces. So, yep. I mean, the big the bulk of it, like I said, Mixon and Waller for two firsts and two seconds. I like it. I don't know that you could have done much better, to be honest. Well, thank you. That's why I decided to put this guy in. You know, I went back and forth in the weeks, the immediate weeks after this. I was just like, ah, damn it. Should, you know, as a noted Joe Mixon unenthusiast, mm-hmm. uh, I was excited just to kind of get him off my team anyhow. <laughs> but for Waller, I just kept thinking, damn it, he's going to come back and he's going to crush at the end of the season or something. And I'm going to look like a real fool. And it didn't happen. And I don't know if it'll happen next year. I'm not projecting it. He's kind of the Dalton Schultz level for me right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He could be good again. He definitely could, but I'm willing to just get rid of that risk at this point. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, if he's going to be tight end friendly. I, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. He, what, Waller's going to be 30? Not that that's super old for tight ends by any means, but I mean, not on the good side of, of the 20s anymore. So it's like, True. yeah, he could start dropping off at any given moment. We don't know. And Mixon, yeah, we we love to hate on Joe Mixon for good reason on this podcast. So uh, like I said, I think the value is good. I, I don't think you could have done much better as far as the main pieces of this trade. Right on. All right. Let's move on to your next one here, Dustin. Yep. So this one, I made this trade. It's a 14-team tight end premium Superflex league. Uh, I made this early in the season, uh, (laughs) obviously. Um, I gave up uh, my 23 second, and I got Daryl Henderson in return. This was probably one of my worst trades of the year, obviously because Daryl Henderson is not on a roster right now. He was cut a few weeks later, I, this was right when Cam Akers was like demoted and Darrell Henderson had that one blow up week and it was like, oh, this is going to be his show now. It did not happen. The only good news about this trade is uh, I made a little bit of a run in the playoffs this year and made it to the championship game. So okay. the 23 second is the 213. So it's Beautiful. like, so it's essentially in a 12 team league, it's what, like the 304? Three, three oh four. Yeah. So it's, it's like a third there. round it's it's a it's a third round pick for Daryl Henderson. It's like, eh, it's fine. Er, value wise. Like I don't think I lost yes. out too much, but obviously I lost the trade because Daryl Henderson's not even on a roster right now. That part except smarts. for mine. <laughs> <laughs> that part smarts. I like Daryl Henderson in in terms of like Compared to Cam Akers, I was just like, yeah, they're the same value for me last year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, that's skewed and it's, it's a little different. And that's I'm a little but... surprised he never got picked up on another team midway through the too. season there. It was I found that interesting. So I don't know if there's something more going on there where he's got a little bit of a bad reputation kind of hanging on him or what. But hopefully he gets picked up for another reputation. team and... Uh, he gets an opportunity to 
catch on this training camp. This I time. hope so. I still like him. He's still young. Mm-hmm. I think he's 26, perhaps, yeah. at this point. So I think that's fine. It's a it's a bad trade, but only because, you know, hindsight. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. The only reason it's a bad trade is because all of these things happened. That were bad. I <laughs> if know. If things were good, then that would have been a good trade. So I don't Yeah, know. definitely wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the NFL well, that did it. Well, this one I'm going to try to rectify here. And, and I'll tell you, I made two trades with CEH. One falls into a best or better category. One easily falls into a worst category. This one, I think, falls into the best still. This happened like two weeks ago, by the way. People are just fed up with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I get it. I do, but I said, I'm going to give up a third round pick for this year. It was like the 309 or something. And I'm going to give up a 2024 third. Somebody just said, come get them. I'm taking scraps. Technically, they said bag of dicks. I'm taking a bag of dicks for CEH. (laughs) And I said, here's the dicks. And they said, great, I'll take that. And then this is how this happened. I still think this is wonderful. Like for a guy who has first round draft capital, Mm -hmm. was injured, started off the season actually kind of hot. I mean, just tight end uh, uh, touchdowns, rather. But I still, don't know, man, two thirds. What do you think? I don't hate it. I mean, that's the best you can give me is a don't hate. <sighs> I don't hate it. I, I mean, I God. can't say I love it because it's CH hasn't done much and it's two thirds. But two thirds, what are they? They're nothing, basically. Third round picks, get... I, I I view as just nothing because uh, the the hit rate on third round picks is like. 10% or something that's ridiculously low. So to give us. up a couple of those CH, hopefully he goes to another team after his contract is up here with Kansas City and maybe gets a, a fresh start and a new opportunity. He'll still be relatively young. He should be, what, 25 after yeah. his rookie contract here. So on the later edge of that that prime time for running backs, but we've seen plenty of running backs that have a second chance that you know make it work and they have like that kind of breakthrough second contract type seasons so it could happen if if you're willing to hang on to him for a couple more years here until he gets uh goes to another team but who knows with kansas city and and as i said earlier with the enemy leaving whoever they bring in for their oc maybe they'll have the running backs a little bit more involved hard to say although with pacheco looking as good as he did this season it's going to be a tough draw. Ultimate pinball that Isaiah Pacheco just yes. bounces off of dudes and keeps going. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hit this one up here for you, Dustin. All right. So this next one, this was in my one of the John Bosch leagues I, I, I'm in. Uh, this is a 100-team copy, 100-player uh, copy league. Love it. <laughs> Um, crazy scoring. It, it's tight end premium. It's it's super flex, all that stuff. Uh, so basically, my team did really well last year, but this year injury kind of hit me, and I was like, I am gonna get out on Kelsey while I can, since my team is not performing well. Kind of do a little retool. So I gave up Travis Kelsey for Michael Pittman in a twenty three second. <sighs> And how the and how the how the draft works now for drafting rookies, mm-hmm. they take after a certain date, they take the ADP of the rookies. So whatever rookies at this snapshot are in the second round, 
you can pick yeah. any of those rookies in that round. Oh, interesting. So okay. it's not like it's a 23 third pick in the round or six pick. It's it's like you might have your in... pick of 18 dudes if they all happen exactly. to fall averagely in that round at some point. It, yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. Now, are you saying that as a way to justify giving away Travis Kelsey for Pippen in that second? Say, well, that second could be a lot more than what you might think. Yeah, it could even be a boat. Could even be a boat. God damn it. Uh, but really, I just wanted to get out on Kelsey because my team was not doing well. And like yeah. I said, it's kind of a little retooling. And I wanted to get pretty decent value for him while I still could. I get it. And I think you can look at any trade in a vacuum as a good or a bad trade without looking at where you stand in your league. That's why we have episodes of this very show talking about mm -hmm. analyzing your own team and why that's so important. So I think that you could look at this and say, like, well, that's just a bad trade. If you have enough context, you could still look at this and go, yeah, that was the right trade to make. And you did what you have to do to get younger and position yourself for a little bit of a retooling, as you called it. Mm -hmm. I tried to do that. I want to transition right into this one. I'm going to call this a bad trade because, and this is that same 10-team damn <laughs> league from before. I made so many trades in this in a very short amount of time, by the way. The CEH one was not in this league, but. Uh, the rest of them, I just, I hit that league so hard because there was a, a lull in trades. And I said, fuck this. I want to get trades done. So I just went crazy. But I gave away Travis Kelsey and a high second round pick, what it ended up becoming a high second round pick and a 10 teamer. So that's almost like a back end first. Mm -hmm. Right. Way, for two first round picks. At the time, this was fairly early on in the season as well. And I just said, I can't have this guy scoring these points in my roster. Because this is also a start two tight end league, by the way. Oof. You're forced to start two. Oh, that's which rough. gives another extra bit of leverage to Travis Kelsey in this mm -hmm. format, obviously. And I, But I just said, I cannot have you scoring these points on my lineup. You're, you're ruining my ability to tank honestly here. And obviously, I'm not going to be the guy who benches him to try to get a better spot. Right. That would be awful. So I was just throwing out offers to everybody. Nobody really wanted to give up much for him. And I just said, look, two first-round picks, that's going to be the max of what I can get here. One of them did end up being early, thank God. I think it ended up being the 102 in this league. So that's okay. helpful. The other, I think, is the 106, if I'm not mistaken. No, so those are terrible. good picks. Yeah. But for that guy in a start-to tight end premium, still feels like a bad, underwhelming trade to me. Yeah. I, I mean, especially with the second in there, it's like if you would have gotten just the two first for Kelsey, I'd been like, all right, that's that's OK, especially in a start two tight end no. league. But adding that second in there, it's just like <sighs> uh, that's that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, not great. great, Bob. Not great, Bob. <laughs> let's, let's see if we can assess this one is great or not great. Yeah, this one. Oh, this was in that John Bosch league as well. Uh, I gave up a 22nd uh, second round pick and I got Terrace Marshall and Tim Patrick. It's kind of like a eh, whatever move, kind of a depth building. Uh, this league also, I forgot to mention, is a best ball league. So it just takes your best scores for the week. So I was like, oh, Tim Patrick, he has those blow up weeks before his ACL injury. You know, I was like last season, like he would have incredible weeks. Terrace Marshall, I'm like, yeah, not a great rookie season, but 
maybe you know another year in, in the league, another year in the system, like maybe he catches on. But I'm like, for a single second round pick, that's eh, worth the flyers. Tim Patrick, I maintain, if he had stayed healthy, would have been a very relevant piece. Yeah, absolutely. He actually looked the best out of like all three of those guys for the couple, the little brief span that we got to see mm-hmm. between Sutton, Judy, and Patrick. It honestly felt like, holy shit, is Russell Wilson just going to target Tim Patrick a bunch? Is that what's going to happen here? Terrace Marshall also had that one blow-up game where it was like 25 points or something. And you're like, holy shit, maybe this guy can do it. And now nope. it's just, it sucks. And that second yeah. is in the wind, and it sucks. And you have but I, I figure just for a second, it's like, eh, that's fine. I'll take the Flyers. I, mean, I, still, don't, I still don't love it for a second, but obviously... You did what you thought you had to do just to get pieces on your roster and go mm-hmm. compete, man. You got to do that. And it's not a first round pick. So, you know. Exactly. It's fine. It's not a third, but it's not a first either. Uh, I'm going to end mine on a, a higher note here after that awful Kelsey one. Um, this was in a 12 team uh, super flex. It is tight end premium. That doesn't really matter here, but I'll just <laughs> note it. I gave away Austin Hooper. And Robert Woods, yes, both Titans players. Uh, at the start of the season, I think it was right before the season started, actually. And I got Rashad Bateman. And damn it, I could not have been more excited about this trade. And then Rashad Bateman, you know, the six weeks or so he was healthy, he had like two blow-up games, and then he kind of stunk the rest of the time, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'm still in love with this trade because Look, I'm sorry. Nothing's happening with Robert Woods and Austin Hooper anymore. That That's yep. done. Rashad Bateman still has a very bright, potentially bright future in front of him. So I'm still very excited about this. All I got was upside, essentially for nothing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Austin Hooper is whatever. He's a bi-week fill-in for tight end. Robert Woods, again, kind of a bi-week fill-in. Maybe a flex play, depending on the matchup week to week. Like, yeah, and I didn't even hate exciting. Robert Woods. Like at the start of the season, I thought he could legitimately be n- the number one for a few mm-hmm. weeks on the Titans' offense. You know, until Traylon Burks gets kind of back right. up to speed and whatever, it didn't work out. That didn't happen. No. So yeah, I like that trade. I think you uh, did well on that one. Whoo! Feels good. Feels good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, dare we? Dare we move on to what I think is going to be the most fun part? Of any episode we've done in quite some time. (laughs) Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to bring back the the uh, wheel of destiny. Absolutely. As you should. Because we want this to be an unbiased. Totally random. Pick here. Love it. As you're doing this, let me just quickly explain. Yes, this is an alternative bands draft. 90s alternative. Very specific. And I will just say. We're going to give some leeway here, probably. Look, if the band itself was an alternative band and was very popular during the 90s, they're going to count. I don't really care if they were most popular in the early 2000s or most popular in the late 80s. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Were they popular in the 90s? Do you think of them as an alternative band from the 90s? That's what counts. Dustin, I'd like to throw this caveat. I think we can actually run through this fairly quick. I said it was going to be 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'd like to do with your permission, if you want. I think it okay. should be nine bands and one song. You can draft a song wherever you want, because there's some not there's some one hit wonders that I would just love to get a shout out here, and I would love to see 
if we could work that in. You know, it's like you you just get one uh, song, but nine bands, and you could draft that one song anywhere you want. Oh you man, think? that's tough. There's so many you great think? songs that there I don't. There are know. so many great songs. I just thought that would throw a nice little wrinkle into the mix. We don't have to do that, by the way. We how about have. how about one song if you want? Doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's fine. It, it can be like your your wild card. Like you can, if you want to do a song, you can, but not required. How about that? All right, that's fine. That's Does that work for you, Jake? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, should we randomize. spin this here? You betcha. Can't wait. I'm so excited. Am I finally going to get a draft? You got it. Congratulations, the sun Jake. shown upon me for once in this goddamn randomizer <laughs> wheel. Never like before two, has that happened. Like the two times we've actually done this. Yeah, but it felt like more. <laughs> it felt worse somehow. All right, we're going to do this thing here. Um, and I'm going to kick this off. The, the first spot in the first round is interesting. Because I think we both know each other well enough to kind of gauge where... We might be drafting certain bands. I don't know. And you have to take this. You might have to take a risk at some point in this draft of just going, I think I can get away with this because I think this is who the other guy really, really wants. And I'm struggling well, with I mean, this first pick for, of for, for our fans out there, anyone that's yeah. listening, uh, we talk about music a lot oh, yeah. when we're like, when we're hanging out, like, like we, we talk music a lot and we, as I said at the top, we have the shared love of 90s alternative rock. Like, we, there's just something about it. Yep. So, yeah. It, it's going to make for an interesting draft here. I think so. Because I'm trying to project your first round pick here. And I, I think <laughs> and I, I think I have it narrowed down between two. But it's like, do I do that? Do I risk <laughs> it? Do I risk it? Because you could, you could steal some shit from me. I'm just going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with what my heart wants in pick number one. And you might have seen this coming a mile away, Dustin. But I'm going with the Foo Fighters, baby. They are my number one draft pick for 90s alt bands. All right. Well, mine, I don't think this will be a surprise to you whatsoever. Um, I don't go with Third Eye Blind. They're one of my favorite bands from the 90s. I love them so much. I've seen them in concert like four times. That, that that is just my number one. Fucking love it. I also knew that that was uh, never going to be my pick. Uh, I right. just knew it couldn't be. I knew it I, couldn't I, be. I kind of figured you wouldn't pick them, but I also didn't want to chance it either. And you know, gotta throw my love out there for them right off the gate. But I will say that's not who I projected you to pick. With the first spot. I had it between two other ones, which now again makes it interesting of seeing where those ones are gonna fall. Are we are we say, doing a are we doing a, a snake draft here? Yes, we are doing a snake okay. draft, so you get to uh, pick this next one. Before you do, by the way, I call people give me shit because I picked the Foo Fighters above Nirvana. I know that. I know I'm gonna get shit for that. I don't care. I do not care. I love Foo Fighters so much, and yeah. I prefer them so much to Nirvana. So just leave um, me alone. Did you see me pick Nirvana with my first pick? No. <laughs> so no, I did that's not. Fine. No, I did not. That's but I'm fine. very curious to see who you'll take after three EB here. By the way, what's your favorite three EB song? If you had to pick one, 
It could be a deep uh, cut. I know you love the first album. A ton. I do. I do. Um, I do love the second album, but my favorite song, uh, hands down, I and mean, this isn't even a uh, uh, question, it's Motorcycle Drive-By. I fucking knew it. Yes. That's my favorite. Um, I love that song so much. Yeah. It's a good It's a good track. It's a good track. That's a deep yep. cut. That's yeah. a deep cut. Yeah. For those of you that haven't listened to it when you're done listening to the show or watching it here, go pull up Motorcycle Drive-By. Great song. What a classic. What a classic band. All right. Uh, by the way, actually, real quick, I heard this story recently. I have to tell you, everybody hates the lead singer of Third Eye Blind. Everybody. Every person that. <laughs> that's ever been interviewed about Third Eye Blind really hates that guy. So he's got mm-hmm. that going for him. But he makes great tunes. So yes. it is what it is. That's All right. right. Who's your second pick going to be? Oh, now. Now is where it gets a little interesting. Oh, yeah. I am going to say. I know you're going to hate me for this pick, but I, I feel like I got to pull it out here early. And that's another na- another band with a number in it. Oh, oh, you son of a bitch! And it's Eve I'll Six. type it in right. Now. <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe I could get away with a mid round pick on Eve Six. Even no. I, acknowledging love your love, them. but I just felt like maybe <laughs> these other ones. This draft has really gotten away from me early. I gotta admit. Uh boy, you. I think, look, I'm going to be the guy now, and I'll just say, I thought you were going to take this band with one of your first two picks. I really did. And so I'm going to happily absorb them onto my roster, and that's the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, that that was going to be my next pick. It really well, is. suck it, because it ain't anymore, Dustin. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, they're one of those bands that they started off really hot. I'd say the first three albums are all fantastic. You and I differ when it comes to the double album. We really do. Mm -hmm. We differ. I think every point up to that, we're like lockstep. You really hate that one. You really don't hate maybe. There's there's just so it should have just been one album. There was too many filler, not great songs on that double album where if they would have just taken the best of the two and made it into one. It would have been another terrific all-around album. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. Now, I I will take it because that's some of my favorite songs. Tonight, Tonight, that's a fantastic mm-hmm. song. 1979, that's a fantastic song. But they have high-octane songs, and then they have real chill, weird, like, psychedelic shit. They're a great mm-hmm. band that has really gotten weird as hell lately. And look... I don't have. I can stop listening to them at any point in the years by drafting them here. I don't have to dr- listen to all their shit, all right. their late stage. Honestly, weird I just listened Odyssey. to their first album more or less. Yeah, Although right. I do love 1979, great song. But their first album is just fucking banger. Which I feel like that's a word that's going to get thrown around a lot here banger. in this draft. Just banger. Uh, but that first album with Disarm, um, so uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Uh, that, that, that's got so many great songs on it. Zero is one of Zero, the greatest yeah. hard rock songs. Which, which ever it's written. their second album. I know I keep saying it's their sure. first, but it is their second one. Just, I don't want anyone to come at me and be like, they're going to do it. Yeah. You know they're going to do it. Uh, but with my third pick, here's where I start to decide if I want to get cute with things. Cause I've got two that I have to endure from you after this. 
And based on the way this started, I clearly have no idea what the fuck's actually going on and what's coming next. So <laughs> I kind of just have to make sure that I get the ones that I really It really does come down to, to that. To t- and now I'm just playing defense with this third pick, really. And so based on that, this is not order of events or order of love. Right. Bands. No, no. It, but as just... with any draft, you're not mm-hmm. drafting based on your favorite players. You're based That's on, right. You're drafting based on value. And I think value-wise, for me, and playing defense, I'm taking Stone Temple Pilots here with my third pick. Oh, God damn you. I hate you so much right now. Stone Temple Pilots gets a lot of crap, too, because they're not a true grunge band. I don't even care. I don't even really care about grunge. I've never cared about grunge, hence most of my picks. Like, they're all kind of post-grunge. I don't care, man. Stone Temple Pilots was kick-ass. One of the best concerts I've ever seen, by the way. Core, great album. Their first album, amazing. I mean, that's just core, hard, like just rock all the way through. Second album, I love. Purple gets a little bit more experimental. Yeah, Yeah. Interstate Interstate Love Love Song, song, one of the greatest songs ever written. Big Empty, love the Big Empty. Shout out to Stone Temple Pilots for showing up on the Crow soundtrack. One One of the best soundtracks of the 90s, by the way. Uh, yeah, they're fantastic. Even when they got weird and really psychedelic, I was vibing with Stone Temple Pilots all the way. <laughs> so welcome to the crew, STP. All right, who's your third pick, uh, Dustin? Now, you literally probably took my next two picks I would have taken. <clears throat> Did it. Nailed it. All right. So let's see. I think... You got some heavy hitters still hanging out here. There are. And I, I know there's one band I really want to take, but I don't know that you will take it. So I think I might wait until the next go around. I hope to God I snipe you on it in the middle rounds, because that would be uh, fun as shit. But I think for this next pick, yeah, I'm going to take Weezer. Yeah, baby. For really, let's be honest, for two albums. You're taking them for two albums, and that's the okay. Blue album. And to me, the Green Album. I, there's a lot of Pinkerton mm-hmm. fans. I like two like Pinkerton songs. Uh, I know that makes me uncool. But if I <laughs> dislike the coolest Weezer thing, aren't I uncool in the way that Weezer would want me to be cool? So I think it's a dichotomy. I think I come out on top. It is. On that. I'm not sure. <laughs> Weezer, favorite Weezer song, by the way. Oh, the sweater song. Oh yeah, it's a great one. I mean, what 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 kind of question is that? <laughs> Surfing USA, baby. That's a that's a deeper cut, I guess, from Weezer, but that's a that's a great track. All right, who are you taking number four then? So you've mixed in some weird energy here in your crew, mm-hmm. and I kind of like it. Um, oof. again, who do I think you might take versus who I'm... you really want in your heart? I'm I know who say, you want. I'm going to say fastball is next. What a pull, my man. I thought that was going to be like a round 10 gimme. No. No. Fastball, probably still like one and a half albums that that band really had. Yeah, uh, their first two albums, great. I love it. Fantastic. I love them. Feeling Strangely Fine. There's a song called D&D. It's not about uh, the game. Uh, but I like to think that it is sometimes because that just elevates the 90s dork rock <laughs> aspect of it. 
closing time, of course, is what everybody knows fastball for. But they're more no, than closing. No, no, time. no. Closing time is semi-sonic. Oh, that's semi-sonic. Oh, well, no. I you're thinking up. about they're the way. The way. way. Yeah. I, I, I should have to resend a draft pick. I think for making that kind of error. Okay. In this venue, I'm not going to, but I should. I'm not going to. Now there's a couple of moves here where I I would literally just be a dick to take them from you. I would. And I might. <laughs> but part of me is just going to let this thing play out because I'm curious to see how far down they might go for you. So let me do Pearl Jam. I love me some Pearl Jam. Talk about a wide discography. Some people just don't like Eddie Vedder's voice. I get it. He's got a weird-ass voice. You don't know what lyrics he's actually singing half of the time Never. on a good day. Never. But he's like Keanu Reeves in that way. He allows you, you know, to just project onto him whatever you want. He's your blank canvas. It doesn't matter what his lyrics actually are. And they just got, I'm just going to say it, they got bangers. They got bangers mm -hmm. after bangers. Even oh, their yeah. covers are better than everybody else's covers. Their cover I, of Last I, Kiss. Ugh. I love I actually really love Pearl Jam. I really do. It's there's some I have good shit against them. Yeah, there's some good shit. All I'm right, get some one. Bit. Here we go. This this would be the one where I'd be a real asshole. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But if you don't take them with one of your next two picks, I'm gonna do it to spite you. Um, so we'll we'll see how this goes out. I am instead going to pivot to another fantastic. They're like a grunge band, but it's not Nirvana. I love Soundgarden. I love me some Chris Cornell, one of the greatest singers of all time. Uh, bar none. And his cover of Prince's Nothing Compares to You. I got the joy to see him perform that solo in Madison just a couple years or maybe the year before his passing. Phenomenal. I never got so to see jealous. Soundgarden as a band live, but I got to see Chris Cornell live. And I, that, that is one show I am so jealous that you saw because he came to Madison like two years in a row. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, I really got it. Maybe next year. And obviously that didn't happen. Wah, wah. I know. But yeah, I, I'm really jealous of that because, oh, his now, voice he didn't is play incredible. Spoon Man. Uh, you know, pretty big knock there. He didn't play s acoustic spoon man, but the rest of it. And by the way, this is a hot take. I know their worst song to me, or one of their worst songs. I'm gonna say it, Black Hole Sun. I don't like that song, but I love the band. Almost every song besides Black Hole Sun, overplayed. Yeah, I actually really like their second album more than their first album. Oh, is that Down on the Upside? Yeah. What's that called? Down yeah. on the Upside. Yeah. yeah, 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 we're doing it. All right, buddy. What is your fifth round pick? Okay, so I don't I don't want to leave this band um, any longer because I feel like it's a disservice. I should have taken them probably with my second pick or maybe yeah. even my first pick. Yeah, uh, it's Nine Inch Nails. There we go. That I was the band that. I was debating about being a dick and just taking I them from figure. you. Because you did such a disservice in those first two rounds of letting them fall. I mean, Third Eye Blonde, Eve Six, amazing band. I, I'm just saying, for you, I couldn't believe that they fell. I know. It's, it was more of the fact that I didn't think you would end up taking them. 
than the fact that I thought that you actually, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I I wasn't too worried about you, you taking them. So by the way, a little nugget of trivia, uh, head like a hole. I just found out like weeks ago, mere weeks ago that the song head like a hole was like one of their first songs ever. I thought this was like mid-career Nine mm-hmm. Inch Nails. It was so polished and perfect. I couldn't believe no. that this was like a debut track from a band in the late mm-hmm. 80s, basically, yeah. at that point. Blew my damn yep. mind. Brent Reznor is a genius. Yes, he is. All right. Who are you going to follow right, up so next band? Now? I am going to go with... Oh, tough choices. My my, my short no. list of bands here. I, I really like them all. I know there's I, there, yeah. there's a couple I don't think you will gravitate towards. Um, oh, oh we'll yeah, yeah. We'll see. I Maybe think, I'll take them just out of spite. <laughs> I think the next band I will take is Oasis. You didn't think I would gravitate to Oasis? Oh, I didn't Spur? say that was one of the bands. Do you think I'm really oh. going to tell you what those bands are? No. All right. Come on. By the way, this this draft has gone a certain way so far. It really does feel like my side is kind of the depressing, trudgy, crunchy, hard side. And your side, up until the Nine Inch Nails pick at least, was like just kind of like flitting through the tulips. Like literally skipping yeah. through like a field of wheat with your picks. And then you're like, fuck it, Nine Inch Nails. And then the Oasis brothers just kind of kicking each other in the balls <laughs> for an entire Which, career. Uh, as, as an aside, did you see Noah Gallagher's band is coming to Madison in June? The High Flying Birds? Yeah. I didn't see that. Coming I won't Bree see Stevens. I'm sorry. I'm not going to see either of their individual respective bands. Get it together. Get back together. Or don't call me, Oasis. I, I might. Going to do it? I might. No. I might. Right. Um, it'll be one of those last minute purchases but I was like oh be able to say I saw them that'd be fun that's fair that's fair I won't and that's okay they don't need my approval nobody has ever needed my approval less than the Gallagher brothers so I think they're going to be just fine I'm in a I'm in a real pickle here Dustin between between trying to look cool with like some deep pulls at this point and just trying to embrace that there's some bands that not a lot of people are going to love that I really fucking love, and they're going to show up on this list at some point, so I might as well just go for it. <laughs> and I think I'm maybe at that point. But for, for now, at least, I'm going to go with an old standby of Green Day. One of yeah. the first bands I ever saw. I skipped school. Uh, allegedly, I allegedly skipped school to drive. I don't think they're going to care anymore, Jake. <laughs> you sure? My principal could be listening to this podcast. I don't want to incriminate myself. We drove in a rickety old van that we were positive was going to stop 10 miles away from the concert. And we'd probably have to walk the rest of the way. We didn't care. We were excited to see them anyways. It was in their American Idiot Tour. Uh, great album still, by the way, to this day. But like Dookie, Kerplunk. Uh, mm-hmm. all of it, even their kind of mid stuff. Like I love, uh, there's a song called waiting by green day. One of the best songs 
in the world. But they had a bunch of those kind of uh, in between, you know, they, they popped up sporadically, but they're always there. I always appreciated them. I, I love Dookie. I mean, that was one of those L- or CDs that I had like in the in the CD player, like constantly. Like I probably wore out that CD. I listened to it so much. It's a great. Would you say that you almost needed Dookie number two because you wore out the first one so much? Yes, that, that is great. Jake. <sighs> and let's I think uh, also great Green Day song that is probably not remembered too often yeah brain stew love that mm. song great mm. fucking song just the, learned the it on beginning the, of that is so good oh learned it on the guitar badly when i was growing up <laughs> in school but enough to feel like i was doing it and that's what was important mm. uh yeah jaded and brain stew i think played into each other um anyways i'm gonna go now with the dork one I don't care. You took all my good kind of dorkier options out at the top, and I cannot let you get this one. And so, Gin Blossoms, welcome to the team in round seven. Follow me down until I hear it from you. Hey, Jealousy, a masterpiece of hit songs. I saw these guys play with another band, which will remain nameless for the time being, uh, this summer in Madison, like they never skipped a beat. Incredible. Nice. I like that. I do love the Jim Blossoms. Love them. Good choice, Jake. Okay. Surprised they made it that long, let's be honest. I know. I almost took them a little bit earlier, but I try to be cool about it. Oh, there's no reason Here's to try to be dicey. cool. <laughs> Not when I got the Jim Blossoms on my team, baby. No, I'm just guaranteed cool. All right. Round seven for you. You get the back-to-back here. Mm-hmm. This is where... Um, I think this is where it gets interesting because this is where a lot of like late 90s bands could very easily come up that and they might have not have been popular for a super long time, but they made their impact, you know. Mm hmm. So I'm going to go with here um, Tonic as my next band. I love them. Wow. Saw them in concert. Really good show. Uh, I, I I just like them. What can I say? I, I, I think they're very underrated. For their very short career that they had. They wanted more. That's right. All right. What is your... I don't have anything more to say about Tonic. That is the... I have no opinion. No opinion on Tonic, but that's okay. Who is your round eight pick after that magic? I hope to God you go with this band that opened for Jim Blossoms. Now, since you said no. Tonic. Nope, not going to happen. Okay. I am going to go with Beck. Okay, for round eight, I forgot about Beck. Uh? I just forgot he existed <laughs> in the world. I know, I that's a good late round pick. <laughs> that is a really <laughs> solid round eight pick. Um, kind of embarrassed. That I didn't even, he wasn't even floating around this old brain bucket. Uh, what's your what's your go-to Beck song? I mean, you know, of the ones that people know from the 90s, certainly. It's like, Where It's At, Loser. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, what's his other big 90s? I think of his later ones like E-Pro. That's like a mid-2000s gem. Um, 
was it Devil's Haircut? Devil's Haircut. I'm a big, Great big fan of that one. for a song. Oh, yeah. that guitar line is so good to open yeah. a song. Way to go with that deep pull for Beck. I'm going to get back to being a cool kid or pretending that I'm cool <laughs> in some aspect. And I'm going to take Radiohead. I think Radiohead probably should have been taken earlier, if I'm being probably. honest. But one of my favorite albums of all time is The Benz. Oh. If I could only have that album, The Benz, I would still take Radiohead. <laughs> I probably should have still taken them early. They're just great. I I don't even love their later stage shit when they Absolutely. got really electronic. I don't even love OK Computer, that one, if I'm being honest. It's a good album. I don't even love it. But their other shit is so mesmerizing that I, I just I can't. I want to go in the opposite direction so desperately, but I think I'm going to leave it for my 10th round pick. I, I so badly want to go dorky here, but just to balance that out. Ooh. I'm not going to do it. Instead, I'm going to take one of the greatest albums of the 90s, especially Alanis Morissette. Welcome to the team. Jagged Little Pill. Holy fucking shit. That's a good album. Solid choice. Thank you. Thank you. And I do want to say post Jagged oh, Little that's Pill. That's another one that I basically. Yeah. Oh, I was going to let you finish. Sorry. We get we have this weird... <laughs> I, I hope in post-production you add Alanis Morissette song to that little uh, interlude that we just had. No, I was just going to say, <laughs> even post-Jagged Little Pill, she has a lot of great songs that kind of go under, under the radar. But mm -hmm. I hope that they don't. Seek them out on iTunes, people. Absolutely. All right, so I've got the last back-to-back -back picks here before your final one, huh? Indeed. Ooh, and I've got, I got like eight more bands that I could choose from. I, I put together a little list ahead of time. I'm not gonna lie, I did a little research. Did your making homework. sure making sure that I wouldn't forget bands, you know, like Beck. Hence the uh, Beck pick. Yes. So, um, with only two picks left, I got to really make some good good choices here. Um. Do I go with more popular or do I go with what I really love? Look, man, I would say at this stage, because there's no fear. There's no fear of getting sniped. There's no fear of anything else besides you making the best roster that you can out of these groups. All right. So. All right. If I'm going for best roster here, uh, there's a band that has been severely. Well, the next two bands have been severely overlooked. Okay. Okay. The first one here is Matchbox 20. Mm. Mm. Rob motherfucking Thomas coming That's into right. play. Wow. They're, they're in that third eye blind vein. Um, just put out a lot of solid hits throughout the late 90s. Bent. That's you a good one. You heard them everywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of single, 3 single words. Yeah. <laughs> Do you also maybe get the inclusion of Santana with this pick? I think you should just for no. that one song for Smooth. Come on. It's no, basically a, Matchbox 20, but better. That was Santana featuring Rob Thomas. All right. It was not that, Matchbox 20 featuring that's Santana. 
That's an honorable move because that would have elevated yeah. to this pick even further up into the no. stratosphere. So. And this last one, I know this is a band you would have, you would never pick. I could have taken it first and you would have hated it and I'll take it last and you're still going to hate it. <laughs> and you know what it is. It is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> it, it was bound to happen at some point. Oh, Dustin and I have had some We, we probably could have went 20 this. rounds and it still <laughs> would have been the last pick because you wouldn't have picked them. I would have never picked this. I would never. Hoping to hit in the sip up pivot. I, I don't. I maintain the best thing Anthony Kiedis ever did was starring in a little movie called Point Break. I say starring. Right. He didn't star in it, but he had a role in it. Um, that's way better than anything he ever did in Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I just can't. Great cover of um, Higher Ground. Stevie mm -hmm. uh, Wonder's Higher Ground. I'll give them well, that. Well, thank you for at least recognizing that. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Uh, the rest of it, I'm not so sure of, but you got your guys. That's what you got to do right. in this scenario when you find yourself in the middle of a vicious cockfight. Um, I now have the distinct honor of choosing Mr. and Mrs. Irrelevant here, which feels rude to say. I kind of want to take that back now, actually, now that I said it. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to go with my inner dark horse here. I'm going to take the Counting Crows, Adam Duritz, uh, August and Everything After, wonderful album. A bunch mm -hmm. of songs that aren't maybe as great as the sum of its parts, but they've put out some damn good tunes. I'm going to hit mm -hmm. up Counting Crows. Nice. I, I like how we ended up here with this draft. Jake, do you have any honorable mentions that just didn't make the top 10 cut that you want to just shout out real quick? Man, if I could have went 12, Nirvana would have ended up in there. I know people are going to look at this, especially we'll like post this to Twitter after. People are going to just decimate us because there's no Nirvana anywhere to be I found know. here. And I just think we have to embrace that. But like I almost put the offspring in here at some point. I almost put the bare naked ladies in here. No doubt almost made an appearance. I still kind of wish I'd chosen no doubt with the last pick, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, Toad the Wet Sprocket, I thought maybe you would even pick. You mentioned fastball. I thought maybe mm -hmm. Semisonic would show up or Everclear. There's there's just so many bands. Yeah. Yeah. Everclear was one of the bands I was debating on. Uh, some of the others I was looking at was Presidents of the United States of America. Uh, Blind Melon. I'm a big fan of Blind Melon. Love that album. Um, yeah. Everclear. Uh, cake. The, pic you love the cake? Pixies. Pixies. Okay. Here's where I withheld myself. You know where Green Day was? I almost took the Pixies there. And then oh. I inner nerded out and I thought, well, most of their shit came out in the late 80s. Maybe no, I shouldn't. I should have. You should have. They're they're really good. Um, the Cure, again, a band that was like popular in the late 80s, but yes. had some hits in the 90s. And I love sure. The Cure. Sure. And then uh, last one, which I kind of added to my list as an afterthought. But Dave Matthews. Little baby. Yeah. I know. You could have done. You could have done some so, Dave. There's so many. Google Dolls. So live. Many. Sister Hazel. Fucking Cranberries. Garbage. Mm -hmm. Jane's Addiction. There's so many. So many. And so little time, unfortunately. That's right. So, yeah, I think we did good here on our uh, 10 round 90s 
draft. This was a lot of fun. We should try to come up with some other drafts this uh, non-point scoring season here when we have a little bit of a low of an episode. Not a low, but not quite so packed informationally um, like this one where we were just talking about trades. Not jam-packed. Might I suggest one? Let's just put it on the books now. 90s action movies feels like a pretty necessary follow-up to something like this. I think that could be our, mm-hmm. our next guy. But I agree. I think we should just find find areas for this because these yeah. are fun as shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it keeps the off-season uh, lively here. So I'm all about it. So, yeah, folks, that'll do it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and or listening if you're catching us after the fact. Uh, hopefully you stuck around to... Uh, hear this draft and how we all like it if you are a child of the 90s like we are you're welcome Uh, a little bit of nostalgia for you and if you're not and you don't know who some of these bands are go check them out because you can thank us later hit us up in our dms uh tag us on twitter be like yes i listened to these bands because you talked about them on your show this week we will say thank you and you're welcome all at the same time because you're missing out on some of the best music ever. Bold statement, I know, but I stand by it. <laughs> Coming for you after that one. All of the children of the Nicki Minaj era are coming for you. That's fine. They can. Uh, but yeah, folks, uh, we will post this on our uh, uh, at Drinking Fantasy handle on Twitter. Um, and maybe just put a simple poll like, which do you like better, Jake or Dustin? Um, just as a who drafted don't better, even no, say. we're not even going to put we're not even going to put the end of the draft results. We're just going to put that question. Who do you like better, <laughs> Jake or Dustin? In the bowl? Oh, please don't. You know, you're going to win because everybody loves it's you, Jake. True. It is true. true. Okay. I can't wait to see what people respond to these. Yeah. Or how about this? Once we post the 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 poll or the. The uh, bands. Who are some that we missed? I mean, because I'm sure there's probably Mr. 50 Nirvana. bands that, yeah. No. I, yeah, I mean, not some of the ones we've already talked about, but where are some that we didn't bring up that are like, this was a major oversight? Bingo. And, it, and if it's a band that I haven't heard of, please bring it on. I, I love expanding my horizons. So, Heck yeah. Yeah, that'll do it this week, folks. Thank you for uh, tuning in and joining us. As always, find us on all the... Uh, podcast platform subscribe give us a rate review find us on youtube we go live every week yada 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 we are here all non-point scoring season uh talking about all sorts of fun stuff so uh fantasy football never ends for us so it shouldn't for you either just because there's no football on so until next time folks keep drinking and talking fantasy football cheers that peppers